next, you won't believe what's going to happen. It's time for the PowerShell Podcast. The podcast for PowerShell and the PowerShell community. The PowerShell Podcast is a PDQ production, making device management simple, secure, and pretty damn quick. And now, here's your host, Andrew Plaw. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the PowerShell Podcast. And in this episode, you're going to talk with Graham Stringfellow. He's a longtime friend, former co-worker, PowerSheller, on-ramp graduate. We're going to talk to him and, and learn about his journey, some of the things he's learned along the way, get some insights, and tap into our shared history because there is a bit of an overlap. I did work with him for a long time. He currently works at my previous employer, so he's dealing with some of my old PowerShell that I've written. So we'll hear about how that's doing and so much more. But I want to start with some news. So cool announcement you might have heard about is sudo for Windows is here. Now, I haven't checked it out, but I have a link in the show notes. If you do check it out, let me know how it goes for you. I'm curious to see. It seems like Microsoft is taking sort of a more developer-friendly approach. I guess you could say they have been for a while, but by making more things available on a Windows device for developers, cool to see. Another thing I wanted to highlight, and this is, I've been a fan of Mark Rag for a long time. I think I've plugged a few of his things before, but he has a new currency converter module. And he has a post about it, and I think he uses it to check on Azure pricing, but he makes use of the exchange rate API to perform cor- currency conversions with PowerShell. So check out that module if you need to convert some currencies or if you just want to check on the status of that. Now it's time to plug the inner circle here at the PowerShell podcast. We have our own channel of the PDQ Discord, discord.gg slash PDQ, link in show notes where you can tap in with us Get the lowdown, talk about episodes, talk about the PowerShell you're working with sort of in a more intimate setting. I really appreciate everyone who's joined there recently from the podcast, had a lot of great conversations. And on that same note, shout out to Mark Go, giving me a lot of great feedback, suggestions. I definitely want to see his submission for the Jeff Hicks PowerShell scripting challenge, which I guess I'll plug. Link in show notes. Jeff Hicks has a challenge going out to the end of February where if you read the gist, you can read about it. You are going to create some functions to query GitHub and return some things, and the winner gets some free swag. So check that out. I have a post on socials announcing all of that and all the details can be found on Jeff Hicks GitHub. Next up, we have a little pickleball update. I know sometimes I talk about pickleball. Well, guess what? I had a tournament on Sunday, and you'll be so pleased to know that I did not win a single game. So here I am. You win some, you lose some. Just a little update for all my pickleball friends out there. There was a cool graph that was shared. Some insights from Stack Overflow. Check the link below. It is a graph showing the percentage of questions asked on Stack Overflow. And a cool feature of this is since 2022, PowerShell has been more popular in terms of questions being asked on Stack Overflow than Bash. So cool to see that. I, I love seeing PowerShell continue to grow. I know we talk about billions of sessions each month, but always great reinforcement. The skills that you're learning here by listening to this podcast, by being engaged in the community, by writing scripts and automating your workload are actually going to pay off in the long term. And you can look forward to continuing your PowerShell journey long into your career. PowerShell tip of the week time. So this was shared on Twitter and it's a very practical guide. So there is the PowerShell practice and style guide. It shows you the best practices you should follow when writing PowerShell. And if you're starting to venture out of the command phase and starting to write scripts and things like that, that you intend to share and be maintained by maybe when somebody takes over your job after you leave or you have coworkers, you want to make sure that you're following the best practices and knowing what they are because you may not know. So check out that PowerShell practice and style guide. Bookmark it for sure, to be honest with you, because it's the kind of thing you're going to have to refer back to. Um, so I posed a question on Twitter. I said, what is the most challenging part of learning GitHub and friend of the show and former guest, I am Jacoby responded to my question with, um, I'll try to answer by asking another question. What is the best way to teach it? PowerShell five, seven core on windows, 10, 11 question mark. And I like to take the approach when you're dealing with people who are newer to PowerShell. First of all, why do they want to learn it? Are they supporting an environment of 5.1? Do they already have something installed in their machine? If they already have 5.1 and they're managing 5.1 devices, I would just get started with that. 
If they don't, if they're on a different OS or if they already have access to PowerShell 7, I'd recommend going there. But in the beginning, there's not going to be a lot of differences, right? The commands generally work the same. Uh, the core commands are very similar. So just meet them where they are. The easiest way to get started to remove as many hurdles as you can. And once you start getting some value out of PowerShell and they're ready to take things to the next level, then you can get everything honed in. But you want to remove barriers to entry, in my opinion, when it comes to this. But now it is time to introduce our guest, longtime friend. We sort of came up in IT together. We've, we've seen each other's journeys for a while now. So welcome to the podcast, Graham Stringfellow. How are you doing? Hey, Andrew. Hey, good to talk to you. Yeah, it's, uh, I think I saw you last night at the Gainesville PowerShell user group. We had Sean Wheeler come by. Thanks to everybody who uh, joined us from the podcast there. He gave a good talk about Git and GitHub. Yeah, that was an excellent, excellent talk. Um, I have the distinct pleasure and privilege of saying I, I knew Andrew way back when. Uh, we go back like time machines. Yeah, I shared this on a recent podcast about sort of the way I got started in the PowerShell world. And a large part of that was me earning the scholarship. And I believe, Graham, we worked together whenever I got that email. I don't. I was at a conference with a couple of coworkers, and I don't think you were at that one. But I'm pretty sure we worked together whenever I, that whole thing sort of transpired, right? Yeah, uh, correct. So you kind of laid the groundwork or the template for success. Um, you encouraged me to get started in PowerShell, and and I got to follow along, kind of live vicariously through you as you progressed in your PowerShell journey. And uh, I remember that you started blogging and you blogged about that experience. And that was, uh, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't a little bit jealous uh, that you got to go. But, you know, fast forward a little bit, as luck would have it, I mean, what, what situation did you find yourself in? Yeah. So uh, if you'll recall, um, you know, with your guidance, I applied for the on-ramp scholarship and I actually won in 2020. Um, but that was a you know COVID year, so we didn't have Summit. Uh, but I applied again a couple of years later and got accepted um, and just was very fortunate to get the opportunity to go to the DevOps Global Summit in Seattle. Nice. Yeah, I was there too. I saw it. So it's, it's really cool for me to see that happen too. Um, and I think they're giving out a lot more scholarships these days. Whenever I went, I was the only, the first kind of thing. And now I think they do many scholarships each year, which is really cool to see. New people getting the opportunity to go out to Seattle, meet some awesome people, really get engaged with the community. Um, and you got to do the on-ramp program, which I think is a specific series of talks designed for people to sort of really on-ramp and do things, best practices, um, less PowerShell focused, but more like general skills and stuff like that. Is that correct? Yeah, exactly right. So w when I talk about it, it still doesn't even seem real, you know, that um, that I got that opportunity. But uh, along with several other people, um, the PowerShell.org and DevOps Global Summit paid for us to go to this on-ramp workshop. Um, and it's just, I tell everybody who will listen to me, tell them about it. You know, if you're getting started in PowerShell, getting started in DevOps, it's a fantastic opportunity. I encourage everyone to apply. Um, I'm just so uh, blown away that I got to do that. And I think it speaks to um, PowerShell.org's larger mission of not just uh, apostatizing for PowerShell, talking about how great it is, but also trying to elevate people up. Like I'm, you know, a nobody from Hicksville. And I got the opportunity to go sit in a classroom for a week with legends like Jeff Hicks, um, Dave Carroll, Stephen Judd, Mike Kanakos, Phil Bossman, Josh King, um, Stevie Coaster, James Ruskin, Tech Trainer Tim, uh, Michael Bender, um, and a very famous uh, PowerShell podcast host uh, as well. So it's just an incredible experience. Um, it wasn't, I think a lot of other people have given this feedback as well. It wasn't what I expected. It wasn't a PowerShell bootcamp where we just learned about PowerShell for a week, but it was a lot of the other tools that we needed to be successful. And that's uh, partly DevOps, partly using Git, um, soft skills, you know, so a lot of things besides PowerShell, but uh, PowerShell too. Nice. So how's it been since then? And, and do you have any any plans in April this year? Uh, I I do. I'm very happy to announce and, and uh, fortunate to be able to attend PowerShell, the hallway track this year, not just the on-ramp program. Hallway track. That's what I like yeah. to do. <laughs> no, that's awesome. So you're, you're going to go back. You convinced your employer, which I know your boss, he was my boss. <laughs> so your employer to take you so that, or to, uh, 
send you this year. So that's really exciting. It's it's cool when people are able to have employers who see the value of something like PowerShell Summit and have people who are willing to take what they learn and apply it like you have. So very cool. Now, can we go back more? Because I feel like there's so much we missed. Do we work, How long do we work together? Like five years or so? Yeah, something like that. Four um, years maybe? Yeah. So I, I wasn't uh, completely unaware of PowerShell when I started working with you. Um, I did go to the community college and um, get a network administration degree. So they, they did touch on PowerShell. I think maybe they said, uh, you know, said essentially just verb, noun, adverb, um, and maybe add Windows capability or, or some, you know, random uh, oh, commandlet, yeah. but without going any deeper into that. So um, Andrew, uh, we were working together. He said, hey, man, this, this PowerShell thing is going to be huge. You know, it's, it's going to be big. Got to look into it. Um, so with your help and with a lot of independent study, I, I started learning I, PowerShell 101. Um, I started cutting my teeth on, of course, uh, PowerShell in a month launches uh, at your recommendation. Um, there's so many good resources out there. So I just started digging in and um, uh, with lots of repetition, it started to click a little bit. Yeah, that's so cool, man. Oh, dude, it's just so it feels so wholesome. I'm so happy to get to talk to you on the podcast now. It's, it's been, a, I think, a couple of years since we last were on the same team. Almost three years, actually. Jeez, time. That's a thing. Um, but you know, we talk about a lot of good things about me, but you know, I spoke at Summit in I think 21 or something like that about empowering your team to learn PowerShell and how I made this stumbling block that I think other people have made where they sort of box themselves in as the expert who knows every answer. They're not as open to collaboration. They're more like the secret, they like thinking of themselves as like the secret genius who kind of gets everything done because they know the language. And I realized, and you experienced this from the other end of like someone being unwilling to help. And then I think eventually I realized like, yo, that's not the right, that's just my like insecurity showing. That's not the best way to actually do what I'm trying to do, which is automate my, automate my troubles away. So I think eventually I kind of came around to like, whoa, I need to really embrace collaboration and really bring the people who are using the tools I'm writing up because I can't write a billion tools. But if I have a team where everyone is proficient in PowerShell and is able to make small PRs and update things and so on and so forth, it's so much better. Plus, if I leave one day, the thought of me losing all that automation and having that time be for not, not like I'm financially going to benefit from it, but just, it just doesn't seem like the right way to go about things. So then eventually I was like, yo, I need to really collaborate. And what was that like for you to kind of experience that process? I'm sure it was pretty frustrating at point. <laughs> uh, well, that's putting it mildly. Yeah. You know, I, I, from my perspective, I started out um, as a help desk and Andrew was my boss and, um, there were, it, I was just a, you know, IT admin when Andrew was a sysadmin. So he was, I uh, really looked up to him. He was doing all the things that I wanted to do, you know, um, instead of installing printers and just general help desk tickets, he was, you know, working on systems and uh, creating policy. Um, so from that perspective, there, it was not unheard of to hear Andrew, uh, you know, on the trampoline when he joined the team's call. He was work from home before it was cool. So he was doing all the cool stuff while, you know, I got stuck with a lot of the, um, the unpleasant day-to-day -day stuff. Um, so it's just been amazing to watch your journey, watch you grow. And, and you were, you know, starting a local PowerShell user group um, even before your time at PDQ. So I think, you know, that's, that's the wisdom of experience, right, is you learn as you go that, you get more done with a team and that it's partly a selfish act to give back to the community because it reinforces the stuff that you already know and, um, you know, helps you grow and develop as well. So um, just being able to kind of live uh, tangentially, you know, to you and, and watch all that happen. It's been incredible. But what was it like learning PowerShell and sort of seeing that and being part of the tool making? Because I think I got I got a bunch of people on the team involved in writing tools to some extent. And now you're maintaining those tools and developing new tools now that I'm gone. That's pretty, pretty fulfilling. How's that for you? Yeah, no, it's incredible. So that's kind of the, some of the magic of PowerShell, right? Is that you can create tools and make other people's jobs easier, more satisfying, uh, more productive. Um, so that, that part of it is, is awesome. Uh, and it's like, like you said, there's still automations that you created that are still running. Um, uh, and, you, you know, you kind of, inher I've inherited this code base that you left. And it's really interesting that you can see actually like your progression um, 
you know, as you learned more and became more proficient, you know, how the code improved and um, that I would be lying if I said you didn't leave some big shoes to fill when you moved on. But um, it's been a, an awesome journey. Yeah, I can say, you know, when we were doing the pre-show before we started recording, we talked about like an onboarding module kind of thing that, that you're still making use of. And I can say that I know for a fact that that is a hard to read module that was not really written in the best of ways. Some of those functions are insane, way too bloated. Um, have you had to make any changes to code? Have you seen anything? You're like, what the heck was Andrew thinking? What was he doing here? <laughs> uh, not that I, I think all the code was pretty flawless. No, nothing like that. Um, but the user management module specifically as you're talking about was many thousand lines of code. And we have had to make some changes, you know, as we've moved away from um, MSOL commandlets to use the graph API. Um, you know, th there have been changes and stuff that, that I've had to do to maintain it, but um, it's largely still intact. Like a lot of, a lot of original code is in there. Your name is still attached to it. <laughs> That's what I need. Each time that script executes, I just want to make sure that the comment is somewhere deep in script block logging where it says my name. That's what I'm going for, event logs. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's... Uh, it's incredible. I mean, it's, you know, that, that a tool like that can outlast you, you know, whenever you move on um, and continue to add value is, is pretty awesome. Yeah. And it's fun because as we do things for our jobs, we can do them the simple way that gets it done once, which is fine for some things. And, you know, sometimes you do have to do that. But when you're able to sort of step back and focus on the bigger picture and actually automating problems for good and creating maintainable-ish tools, right? Everything's going to be a little bit challenging. There's going to be a little bit of a, a curve to supporting things, but as, as maintainable as you can with hopefully good documentation and even better if you train the people on your team about these tools. And if you develop a new tool and your team has the bandwidth, you give a small presentation on it where you sort of explain the different functions, how it would be used. And I think this is a big one that I learned a lot was Teach your team PowerShell, make sure they understand the basics, get help and all that, get help examples, and then make sure that the examples that you know your team is going to do regularly with your commands are all in examples. If you want your command to do something and your team to actually use it, add an example that they can just copy and paste. Um, we also, whenever I was working there, we did some variety of like creating tools with like a GUI interface. And I think those are always kind of hit or miss because distribution is sort of a pain um, and it's a GUI. So it's like GUI, you know? Yeah, well, your uh, spirit is still in the walls. You know, I feel like very much that I'm living in the house that Andrew built. Um, he was an early adopter of uh, PowerShell and a driving force for DevOps and implementing those kind of best practices. So um, rightly or wrongly, you sometimes even get blamed for errors that, you know, maybe we just don't have uh, an answer for, um, you know, so uh, I, your, uh, your spirit is definitely still alive. Nice. Well, that's cool to hear. Um, but I think another topic that we sort of wanted to cover was I, I also, and I mentioned this on the podcast a few times, probably the biggest PowerShell project I underdid where I sort of learned the most and felt like, oh, hey, I actually know PowerShell now, was a module for a ticketing system that we got called TopDesk. And it had a REST API, which is the reason why I chose it. It was affordable compared to the, for our size. And it had an API. And I was like, okay, API, I know I can do that with PowerShell. Ended up having to learn a lot about APIs and PowerShell modules and wrote a big old thing that we could start using for automations. And I think that it's huge if you're a sysadmin and you're able to incorporate your ticket system in your automations, I mean, that's where your work is oftentimes being generated from is the ticketing system. So if you have a way to plug into it, query your tickets and see what sort of proactive steps you can take, I think it, it goes a long way. And you were mentioning that you still make use of that module or I guess the environment does. Yeah, exactly. So in addition to our onboarding uh, user management module that you created, um, it relies on the TopDesk PS, uh, top PS module that you authored. Um, so that's basically, that's our ITSM solution. And um, new hire requests come in as a form that gets completed in the web. And then uh, that TopDesk PS module is able to make API calls and then retrieve information from the form and then pass that into uh, the actual user account creation. Yeah. So it's sort of, I think of it like by using the ticketing system like this, we sort of have a front end that we can present to customers and we can do specific things based on what they request. And it's sort of like an automation platform of sorts um, because this ticketing system can also send REST API calls. 
So I would also create like Azure function APIs to do certain things in our environment based on new users. Um, so there's a lot of cool stuff you can do there once you're plugged into the ticketing system. All the way down to, I know that I was keeping track of how much time automation saved by like adding a little note to a ticket because these are things that sort of matter when it comes to your manager and reviews and stuff. And it's just an extra line of code you have to add to keep track of time, whether that be with a file on your network or with some kind of other way of keeping track. I highly recommend keeping track of how much impact your automations have when possible. Yeah, that's great advice. Um, so that you can measure that, and when they, you know, when it comes time for a review, then you can, you know, put that in front of somebody, uh, a decision maker. Now, back in the day when I was writing this module, did I have you write any commands? I don't recall that specifically, um, but possible. Did we pair program at all when you were working um, there? A little bit. So I, um, as you've talked about many times on your uh, show, I fell for that classic blunder of um, comparing my journey to others. Um, so I was, you know, kind of mired in help desk tickets, uh, watching you do amazing things, go to Summit. And I'd be lying if I said I wasn't a little bit jealous. Um, but, you know, with the wisdom of experience, you learn that you're, you shouldn't be comparing your journey to other people, you just need to compare it to where you were, you know, a week ago, a month ago. Um, so now, with the benefit of hindsight, I realized that I should have been following you, shadowing you everywhere you went and trying to absorb some of that, uh, you know, genius that you have. Um, but but fortunately, uh, I, I, we did have a nice uh, handoff and you um, kind of passed the baton to me and, and showed me some of the uh, some of your uh, automation secrets. Um, and I'm trying to pay it forward and and do that same thing for uh, the team that we have now. Uh, yeah, I, let me just add that I, I'm very lucky that I work with some very smart people, um, you know, because I, I know a little bit of PowerShell, uh, but other things maybe I'm not so good at. So like you said earlier, you accomplish more as a team. And I'm very lucky that I have people that make up for my failings. For sure. I, I can definitely relate to that. Everything you said, comparing yourselves, it never stops. I try and be like, okay, back in the day, I would have been so proud of what I'm doing now. And yeah, I still want to do more. And, you know, I can compare myself to certain people and feel very inadequate. But, you know, it's a long time journey. There's always going to be comparisons that can be made, but it's about enjoying where you are and appreciating progress relative to yourself, like you said. Um, and you said paying it forward, man. That's what I feel like I'm doing. You know, I was fortunate to receive a lot of mentorship and help along the way to get to where I am. And it's all about paying it forward and sort of trying to be that resource that I wish I would have had. Um, sort of thing, you know, even though I don't still exist in the past, kind of, if there is another me out there, and I think there's many people in different shapes and forms that are, that are pretty similar that I'm trying to help out, but it just feels good. It feels, and it is like you kind of mentioned earlier, it's a little bit self-serving. It's a great way to learn new things. It's a great way to feel a sense of belonging, to get value out of the skills that any of us have spent hundreds or thousands of hours honing, right? It's not fun to know all this stuff, be passionate about it, and then not be able to share that passion with others and, and pay it forward. I don't know. For me, it feels like an anti-pattern to not pay it forward in some way. It's just like part of the process. It's like built into it. Yeah. So I, we touched on it a little bit earlier, but um, I, I'm so grateful to PowerShell.org and the DevOps Summit for running the on-ramp program. Um, they, they paid for my flight. They paid for my hotel. Uh, bought my ticket um, so I could go sit in a classroom with um, genius intellects and learn about PowerShell and DevOps. So I know I still have a long way to go before I can repay that. Um, but like you've said many times, you know, I think I've just got to figure out what the next step is for me. So, and uh, for right now, it's being on your podcast. So um, I'll keep trying to trying to repay that debt, you know. Um, but it's a uh, an incredible opportunity. I'm so grateful for for all the all the chances and um, opportunities I've been given. Same, same man. It, it changed my career, my outlook, what I thought was possible for my career in life. Like being in a small town, you know, didn't even finish college all the way until I got a job in IT and just been running it up since then. So I was like, oh, I'm just gonna kind of. Those people have skills that we just don't down here. And then I went there and I was like, Yo, these are just a bunch of like people. And then I realized like, wow, I could maybe work at some of these cooler organizations and stuff like that. And then, you know, to go along with that, these people who are so smart 
and who I respect so much and have like really learned from them and spent a lot of like hours at my keyboard with their blogs or with their content and to be like, oh, I could do that sort of thing too. They, they're, they're actually approachable and yeah, it's, it's such a great experience, man. And it's so cool that we got to share that sort of, right? I got it when you, you got it. Well, yours was a little bit more of a hiccup situation because of the whole COVID thing kind of yeah, yeah. pulling out the rug from you, but <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, 100%. And I mean, you kind of uh, blazed the trail so that I could follow in your path. And the part about you said um, everybody's you know down to earth and friendly. God, I really want to emphasize that. So this is beyond just on-ramp um, track, but like the larger summit experience in general. Man, everybody was so nice. I, I just, they were friendly and welcoming. It made me feel like I, I'm a, you know, uh, just a smooth brain ape. Uh, but they made me feel like welcome. They do this thing where they um, they never have a closed circle. So if everybody gathers together, there's always like a little Pac-Man mouth so that other people can walk up and join. Um, it's not, never exclusionary. You know, they try to give everybody space. And um, I'm just, I mean, where else are you going to go meet, you know, um, uh, James Petty, you know, um, uh, just all kinds of PowerShell heavyweights. Um, in the community, you get to, you know, shake their hand and, and get kind of one-on-one -on -one interactions. And I think that that openness is a testament to both the organizers and the culture. Cause even within your like onboarding documents for the conference, there is an emphasis on engaging, communicating, putting away the phone, walking into the conversations. And that sort of goes down all the way to just sort of the, the basic essence of the conference You're You're, it's hard to not fit into that when a whole group of people like when people get together they kind of do their they kind of follow the pack when the whole pack has good intentions and is open and is oftentimes very empathetic and good listeners and you know not just speaking amongst themselves it, it's just such a great experience to feel welcome in that because oftentimes what i see is people at their orgs they don't really feel that connected all the time or maybe they're just plugging away at PowerShell sort of by themselves. Maybe they're fighting internal political battles with different things. And then to be able to just go to a conference where you can talk to so many like-minded people who've experienced similar problems, hear their solutions, share your solutions. It is, I'm excited it's only two months away, I'll say that. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just, so I, I haven't been to a lot of conferences and I feel like the DevOps Global Summit sort of ruined conferences for me because it was just such an amazing experience. Um, I was already a PowerShell fanboy. Um, you know, like I said, Andrew encouraged me to get into PowerShell, you know, five years ago. Um, but I've definitely taken the PowerShell blue pill now, uh, you know, having been through OnRamp and just uh, had that incredible uh, experience. Nice. That is, uh, that is quite the journey. There was something you wanted to mention, and I think we talked to Phil Bossman about this, but so part of the whole on-ramp thing is some people go the extra mile. You wake up early as anything, the crack of dawn, they go on adventures led by Phil Bossman to different places. And uh, I think I convinced you to sign up like, hey, make the most of the trip. It's not that big of a deal. What happened with that situation? Because he took you on some kind of walk that went awry. Yeah, so I'm I'm really glad I get a chance to talk to you and defend myself against these accusations. Um, you know, most of your listeners will already be familiar with Phil Bossman, um, you know, from Research Triangle, PowerShell User Group fame, and uh, and PowerShell icon, really, if I'm being honest. Um, he was on I I want to say it was his second appearance, um, but anyway, he was on one of the episodes. It was the Power, PowerShell Bar Sessions, where you're talking to a lot of people like Jeff Schram and a a lot of people that were. Uh, at the conference, talking to them, just sort of like a, a mini episodes uh, bundled together. So um, I want to preface this first by saying that Andrew was my uh, DevOps Global Summit Sherpa, right? Because he had preceded me in the on-ramp program. Um, he had been to Summit several times. He's like, listen, you got to check out this uh, unofficial adventure club that Phil runs. And it was sold to me as some light aerobic activity. So that's sort of what I was going into, maybe a nice walk. Um, and I'm from Florida, uh, so and I'm a flatlander, so we're not used to hills. Um, so Phil was nice enough to take me along on this adventure. I went to uh, went out into the wilderness. You know, I was very happy to get the opportunity to see something besides just like the in inside of, of a uh, convention center while I was there. So we went out um, into the a couple hours outside of town into the wilderness, 
And uh, right from the start, it was, uh, I knew I was in trouble because we left the parking lot and it was like a 45 degree incline. Um, so it was more than I bargained for, certainly. Um, and that went on like that for uh, probably a couple hundred yards. It felt like a thousand yards. I don't know. It, it, it was just up and up and up. And then we got to a point where there was this like sheer rock face. It was, I mean, it was slick with the morning dew and really treacherous. And I'm like crawling on my hands and knees trying to scale this thing. And at that point, I was really questioning every decision I had made uh, up to that point to get where I was. Uh, I'm hanging off the side of a mountain, you know, um, spurlunking with Phil. Um, and uh, I think it's worth mentioning also that um, with us, uh, Michael Hammers, uh, Microsoft MVP, and um, Charlie uh, from Michigan, who's another PowerShell dev. Um, so, you know, it, I really was reconsidering uh, everything that at that point. But um, once we got past that, um, I don't want to say it leveled off, but it wasn't quite as treacherous. Um, I, Phil had indicated that I was, uh, you know, um, sandbagging there. I, I, I will say I wasn't always at the back of the pack, um, but I, uh, Michael and Charlie were, you know, springing up this thing like billy goats you know um so we're just doing my best to keep up and uh and at a certain point i think phil said it was a thousand feet of elevation right two and a half mile hike um which is a lot for me um and at a certain point i think around 700 feet i i was the one that said look guys we're not gonna be, we're not gonna summit um you know we got to get back and i'm glad i did because i think we just made it back in time um to you know attend all the sessions um I want to say I'm quoted as uh, as saying worst decision I ever made or or something like that when you guys said. So I don't recall saying that specifically. I, I won't deny it, but I will add a caveat that um, that Phil promised a memorable experience and uh, nothing um, solidifies a memory like PTSD from a traumatic event. So it sort of like tattoos that in your psyche. Um, so it's definitely very memorable. Uh, but where else but Summit would you get the opportunity to go hiking with PowerShell MVPs and, you know, industry heavyweights? Um, I, it was a beautiful hike. We got to see a lot of that, uh, you know, northwest nature um, that I, I've never even been past the Mississippi up to that point. So it was really cool. A lot of uh, good photo opportunities. I think there maybe is one that got out of me uh, uh, on top of a rock or boulder. Um, but yeah, so... Definitely not the worst decision I ever made. Um, and it, and if Phil would have me, I would do it again in a heartbeat. Um, so really? Let's okay. Su let's summit this bad boy at Summit 2024. Is what nice. I said, Phil. Yeah. Memories. Wow. So you're you're preparing to show up, Phil. I need to start training now, but I, I don't know about show up. But I would be glad to go along. If, if I have any regret from that whole experience, is that I was so bushwhacked by the end of that thing that I wasn't able to go with. Um, him and Yap and Justin Grody when they went to the beach on the following day. Sounds fun. Um, yeah. So I uh, highly recommend, um, you know, uh, some experience in general is amazing, but it's really cool to get outside the city and see some of those awesome sites uh, while you're there as well. What were some of the talks that you enjoyed at Summit? And well, there's one in particular, this is going to sound like pandering, uh, but there was one in particular that stood out in my mind. Drum roll. Um, so drum roll. Yeah, I want a little anticipation there. Um, so it was the one that um, you and Dave Carroll gave. Title was Your Code is Flawless, but how you doing? Um, something like that. So I just remember that having um, a real impact. And it was so not just the talk and the talk was great. But after the talk, a lot of the people that were attending stuck around and it sort of sparked this really organic um, discussion, you know, about mental health about um, you know taking care of yourself first, right? Because if you're not in good um, uh, condition, then you're not going to be able to perform at your best. Um, so it was really, uh, really incredible uh, to to watch you at work, uh, listen to Dave, and uh, and just you know be part of that crowd. Nice, glad you enjoyed that one. Yeah, yeah, and and another amazing thing about uh, Summit is that they actually publish those videos to YouTube, so you can go back and watch Andrew's talk um you know after if you're not able to attend or, or for whatever reason yeah a lot of great talks out there and that's a good call you mentioned earlier the hallway track if you aren't able to get every little detail from a presentation while you're there you totally can follow up later and honestly the benefit about the conference is you can just talk to the speaker as well if what they talked about is the exact issue you're having at work or is the exact 
solution you're looking for, you're able to follow up with them afterwards and have a nice casual chat with them at some of the social events or in between sessions. There's just a lot of opportunities for that organic collaboration. It's a very magical environment to be in. Gosh, dude, hindsight, man. Look how far we've come. It's been such a fun journey. Started at the bottom, now we're here. That's right, man. Gainesville, Florida. Shout out Gainesville PowerShell user group. You've been with us the whole time. Well, not everybody has an Andrew, you know, at their disposal. Uh, very fortunate that, you know, I was able to learn and, and kind of grow with you. But um, yeah, that the PowerShell user group has reached way beyond Gainesville, right? We have people that remote in from all over, you know, so um, definitely encourage people, whether it's Research Triangle user group or uh, one of the other fantastic PowerShell user groups, definitely encourage people if they're getting started uh, or even already on their journey to to participate. That was really cool. We had a college student show up who was a, an IT student to our user group about Git and GitHub. They wanted to learn more about Git. So it was really cool to see. And they're actually, I was surprised how many people from Gainesville were there last night because we get so many remote viewers. But speaking of which, February 28th, that's such a great day because you know why, Graham? We have an in-person meetup for the PowerShell Gainesville user group. I think we might stream it on Zoom, but our focus for those talks is more on the in-person experience. So if you want to come by and check out the presenters and what they're talking about, it will be there. No guarantees on the audio quality or the responsiveness to chat, um, but we'll be there. And then we'll be back again for another virtual one two weeks following that. So look forward to that. Um, I, I like, Graham, the cadence of having someone on the podcast when they have an upcoming meetup. So it's like we can talk about something and then they can really dive deep, hands-on, answer questions live, right? Like actually give a presentation on a certain topic like Sean did. I like that little combo. Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm really trying to help that person trying to get into PowerShell, making things as approachable and welcoming as possible. Because I think there's such a large audience out there that is in that beginner phase of things that really can benefit from some of that support and guidance and mentorship and sharing of knowledge and just sense of community. Because it is hard to learn PowerShells for some. For some, it's very hard, especially if you don't have a programming background. There's a lot of concepts you got to wrap your head around, a lot of roadblocks you might run into, and having a supportive community with you along the journey is makes it so much easier. For me, that was my one of my big things I realized was like you actually have to ask questions and get engaged in the community. You can't just suffer in silence. Yeah, you're smart. We're all smart, but you don't have to like prove it by doing everything yourself and just silently suffering at your keyboard. Yeah, that's uh, really well said. Um, you know, and and I'm I'm definitely uh, a novice compared to the SMEs that you've had on the show before. Um, you know, hopefully people are sick of hearing from all those experts and celebrities and, and want a layperson's perspective. Um, but I, I'm really inspired by your story, by um, Adam Bacon's story, that you you don't have to travel the conventional path. You don't have to go get a degree to get into tech. And if you're just starting out, um, persistence is key, right? Just just keep working at it, keep growing, keep learning. Like you said, engage with the community, uh, talk to those other really smart people in the PowerShell Discord, a PDQ Discord, um, you know, get that feedback. And and then you're not just uh, on an island, right? Trying to figure it out, reinvent the wheel, figure it all out for the first time yourself. You can benefit from all the great work that other people in the community are, are doing. It's one brick at a time is how we're trying to build this wall. And, you know, back in the day, you've seen all the bricks I've laid, at, le at least a bunch, especially early on. Like even just applying for the scholarship is a brick. It's hard to put yourself out there and actually go through an application process and write things about yourself and things like that. it's hard and then you know going and really making sure that i'm trying to be present while i'm at the conference and then taking the next step creating and publishing my first blog on the experience that was nerve-wracking as all heck and then writing blogs after that very nerve-wracking i thought am i an absolute idiot out here writing things and shout out to josh king for being able to be a supportive mentor for me and say like no this is great send it Sometimes that's all it takes. Mr. Burnt Toast. Mr. Burnt Toast himself, podcast guest. Incredible. Um, I, I owe a lot to him and so many other people. Like Without small amounts of support, like Fred getting on a call with me and looking at how to actually write PowerShell and you know, just all those steps along the way. 
all those small improvements, writing the first script, going forth and trying to do a module that was a little bit above my head. All those things sort of prepare you for doing some of the cool stuff later on. But you can't just jump to the deep end. You got to enjoy the process. You know, each little growth that you have, each challenge that you overcome, celebrate it because there's going to be more and you just got to settle into that journey. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like in a lot of ways I'm still on the struggle bus. Um, Einstein is credited with this quote that said, um, you know, he failed a thousand times when trying to create a light bulb. Right. But he said, I, I didn't fail a thousand times. I didn't fail once. I succeeded in creating I succeeded in identifying a thousand ways to not make a light bulb. Um, and I'm no Einstein, but I, I feel like, you know, the persistence and the determination is really key to learning. You know, if it doesn't come naturally to you, if you're not a genius level intellect like Justin Grody or, or James Brundage, um, you know, maybe it takes a little longer for you, uh, but don't give up. You know, once once it clicks, like you're saying, once you get to look back and, you know, a month ago, six months ago, where you were, and see that progress, I feel like that really is a, a motivator to keep. Yeah. And if you haven't had experience getting high level or learning a hard, challenging skill before, you develop a certain amount of confidence and you learn a lot about yourself through the process in many ways, including how you learn best. And those are skills that you're going to take with you for the rest of your career, especially once you know PowerShell. What you're going to be doing is applying it to a bunch of different technologies. And as you can learn to upskill on these technologies, you'll be able to develop automations and get things sorted faster and, and sort of start continuing to refine how you learn and understanding that. That was a big thing for my journey was like learning how I learn. Yeah, 100%. And um, I'll share this real quick story. So there was an initiative at one time to create a bear-proof trash can in Yellowstone National Park. And uh, that failed. But one of the rangers was quoted as having said, there's a significant overlap between the dumbest humans and the smartest bears. And uh, I tell that because I feel like you don't have to be, uh, you know, 140 IQ to learn PowerShell, right? You could be as dumb as me or, or dumber even, um, you know, but if you're persistent and you don't give up, then you can learn and grow and progress, you know, to, uh, the, the highest levels. I totally agree. I think that you don't need a massive IQ or type of intelligence to be able to learn hard skills, like challenging things. You just need that persistence and the ability to sort of take a big concept, break it into pieces that are consumable for you and work through it. I, that's one thing I really try and echo is like, I try and show that I'm not a genius and that kind of thing so that people think that this stuff is emulatable because it really is. Like, I genuinely believe that if people were to go through the same steps I've taken, they'd be in a pretty similar spot to me. It's just making sure you go through and maybe have some goals or things you're trying to work forward to and then actually go through and do it, which I'm hit or miss on that, honestly. There are times in my career where I've written the blog posts and done the extra things, and there have been other times where I'm kind of overwhelmed and not doing that. And that's okay too. I think Jess Promfrit mentioned this on her episode where whenever you're feeling the inspiration, go. And if you're not, that's okay. Take a, take a step back and take care of yourself. And as some of you probably noticed on socials and stuff like that, I'm kind of feeling great. I'm kind of in go mode trying to create new initiatives and create some sustainable things that I can continue doing even when that meter falls down. When other things come up in life, when we get busy, when stress has happened, you know, life is a complicated thing for all of us uh, with many factors outside of work weighing into things. Yeah, I, I'm okay at PowerShell, but maybe not so much at all the other stuff with the uh, life and everything. Um, but Same. So, <laughs> some of my favorite advice I think you ever gave is, um, is learning is in the hands. You learn by doing. And um, even if you could just use PowerShell for simple things that you do every day, like, you know, navigating the file system or creating um, new files. Um, things like that, that you just get the repetition, you start to get more comfortable with it, and then everything, the pieces, uh, the bricks, as Andrew says, start to kind of fall into place. Yep. One step at a time, though. You don't, you know, Rome wasn't built in the day, as they say. Take care of yourself along the journey, too, because it can be, uh, you know, like you mentioned, it's easy to judge ourselves, and there's a lot of kind of negative things can slip in there as we're dealing with work and deadlines and stresses and outages and all these kinds of things. So just make sure you're taking care of yourself along the way because you're going to do your best work when you're taken care of. That's a reminder for myself more than any. It's There's so many days when something as simple as, I know that going for a walk right now would be a great idea. 
and then I end up just sitting for two more hours working on the same <laughs> kind of thing, you know, you, take care of yourself, drink that water, go for that walk. That's one thing I love about your podcast is that we all need to hear those things, right? Because even even sitting here talking about it, you know, maybe I don't do a great job of of applying that information, like like the talk that you and Dave gave. It was so packed full of good information like that about recognizing burnout and, uh, you know, taking care of yourself first. Um, and we need to be reminded, I think, from time to time to to make sure that, oh, am I really doing that? Am I applying that in my day to day life? Um, you know, chances are we could probably all do completely agree another big takeaway was like getting some good uh communication with your manager because i think that so many problems that we experience with work are often remedied with some form of manager involvement depending on your role and ability to kind of be free but i think a lot of times if you're feeling burnout that's a conversation that's probably a good one hopefully you have a good manager who's receptive that's Not key. everyone does. Yeah, it's yeah. very. I'm, I'm very lucky in that regard, right? But you know, maybe through your communication um, with the higher ups, then maybe you learn something about that uh, environment. Maybe that's not the right place for you. You know, so yeah. Oh uh, yeah, exactly. The communication part is crucial, no matter no matter what the environment. You deserve, you out there deserve to have an employer who pays attention and cares about the psychological safety on their teams and in the culture of the company. And now that's a very challenging thing to do, the bigger the organization gets. But that is, you deserve to feel safe in your job. It's very hard to do creative work, like writing PowerShell and solving things, if you don't feel that psychological safety and you don't feel taken care of and you don't have extra energy. Um, the things we're doing are pretty important, so we don't want to be out of our mind when we're doing it. You know, We want to be present and not making, perhaps, mistakes. Yeah, well said, right? We're not going to make the best decisions if we're in a, you know, an elevated uh, psychological state, you know, if we're stressed out or in panic mode. Um, so the, uh, that really has wide reaching implications, right? Just sometimes slow down, take a breath, you know, realize that in most cases, lives aren't on the line. Um, you know, the tech can be stressful, but um, all you can really control is your reaction to it, right? Not not necessarily the the situation that you're in. Yeah. And it just helps to communicate. Even if you're, you find out your manager isn't going to do anything, if you can communicate sort of where you're coming from, what your struggles are, whether that's dealing with like burnout type stuff, whether that's dealing with career advancement type stuff. I think there's a lot of people who want to see themselves with a different job, but they've never talked to their boss about what they'd like to see. They're just sort of hoping that one year they get promoted. I know I've fallen into that box and just so many times in my career being assertive, whether that's reaching out to someone in the community to try and develop a relationship or get some help on something or communicating with the manager, but being that just a little bit assertive is so helpful because I think the way that the world works is it isn't going to work properly or sort of in the happy path if you're not vouching for yourself when possible, all the way down to making the work you do at work visible. You, you have to, if you're doing some automation, share something about it. If you've spent a lot of time on something and there's a takeaway, make that visible, especially if you're remote. It's very helpful um, to add context as to what you're working on. Sorry, I'm just feeling the high horse today. <laughs> Can you tell? <laughs> Not at all. No, no. Well, you know, these things are so important, right? Like you've had, you know, PowerShell experts on talking about how they have imposter syndrome. And and honestly, just hearing that, like, if, if this guy gets it, um, you know, then anybody can. And it, it really, I think it just drives home the point that we're just humans trying to make our way and you got to give yourself space, right? You got to feel comfortable to take chances, experiment and grow and give yourself space to make mistakes because if you're anything like me, you will make many of them. Um, you know, and that's part of the experience, right? It, the, the thing is to learn from those mistakes, to iterate on it and, and improve and, and continue to grow. Yeah. I think that that's one of the benefits of doing this podcast is I've seen people who, you know, first year going to, whenever I got to OnRamp and got to attend Summit, I was so nervous. I was so like Jeff Hicks, for example, I looked up to him so much. I was so nervous to say hello. Same thing with Jeffrey Snover and so many people in the community. I was just so intimidated. But then after a while you realize, and after talking to him a few times, I'm like, yo, all these people I interview are pretty similar in the sense that they're human. Like they have a lot of the same human struggles and tendencies and challenges. It's just, they've done a lot of stuff. They've built a really big brick wall one by one and it looks massive from here. 
but you sort of get a little peek behind the scenes and you're like, oh, no, they just kind of have a good routine and have some good processes and have themselves figured out to a certain amount where they're able to get to this next level. Not to say that, you know, Jeff Hicks isn't a genius. He's just the one that came to mind as someone who I'm like, went from seeing as an absolute rock star, not a human, not relatable, like just too good at PowerShell to be the same right. as me. And now it's like, oh no, totally the same. If any, I think if a lot of people would have taken the same steps that Jeff has taken and learned the same lessons, they'd be in a similar spot. And if they had the same passions, right? Teaching is a public stuff is kind of a different interest set, but just in general, their skill level would be pretty similar. We've been preachy today. I, I'm sorry. I feel like I need to hear this stuff so bad. So I'm like, I know there's other people out there. Well, I don't mean to be an echo chamber. I mean, I know you've said a lot of the same stuff before, you know, um, that's probably where I got it. it was from listening to the the podcast, you know, but it's just, it rings true and it's worth repeating. Yeah. Such a fun journey, man. How lucky are we to work in a job where not manual labor, we're able to use our brains, we're able to maybe listen to some music, learn, consistently learn new things. So good for the brain, make friends, be part of an awesome community that for me, adds so much value outside of just like, hey, I know more PowerShell now. It's like, I belong to something. There's other people who are experiencing the same challenge as me. I'm not alone. It's, And then we get to do the podcast where people hear and we're like, yo, what's up? Listeners, hello. I'm so glad that we're on this journey together. It's so cool. And thanks to everyone who's reached out. It, I really feel like I have a better feel of who the audience is. And if anyone ever wants to reach out, I'm on Andrew Plotek on socials or you could Email me powershell at pdq.com and I'll get that. But really appreciate everyone who's reached out. If you have questions you want answered on air, we're happy to do that as well. Um, just good stuff all around, man. It's it's a magical feel in the air. I got Summit on the mind. I messaged <laughs> my boss. I was like, hey, we got to get some special swag for Summit going. It's in four months. And then I checked and I was like, oh my gosh, it's in two months. <laughs> uh, good times. All right. So you have a bone to pick. So... I do this thing at the end. I call it the shill, right? The shill, the shill of the ride, the power shill, if you will, something like that. What, yeah. What's up? Look, I don't know if this is the appropriate forum to even bring this up. Like, I, I don't want you to mess with the format because whatever you're doing is working. I'm just amazed at all the success you've had. I mean, I'm not surprised that the community is awesome because I think I maybe we knew that already, but you know, that you highlight individual people in the community you get so many listens every week. I'm just incredibly uh, and constantly impressed by everything you're doing. Um, I do take an issue with PowerShell. Uh, I love a good pun, but I think that sh the word shill uh, kind of undercuts your genuine passion for PowerShell. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, you started the PowerShell user group uh, before you were a you know, industry heavyweight and, and thought leader. Um, so I, I feel like that that passion and desire to spread the word and help people learn really is more grassroots and authentic um, than that word lends itself to. So, um, it, you know, is PDQ a great product? Absolutely. Uh, so easy. IT's already done. Um, but I think that it was just sort of a, a awesome alignment of your interests and their needs and that they give you this platform to to talk about PowerShell, which I think you would, if I know you at all, I think you would probably be talking about anyway. Um, so any, I just wanted, that was my two cents on it. I, you know, I don't want you to change anything, but that's, I think shill is a little tongue in cheek, right? It's not, mm. not really what, what we're. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's definitely, I don't have any shill requirements, but I, I guess in the beginnings, we feel kind of bad about like making it shilly. I guess that kind of led into the joke, but I think now that Jordan's gone, there's no lead in. So maybe we'll change the name up to something else. Who knows? The power plug. Hmm? Oh, I, hmm. I like that. Uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe I'll rethink maybe, that. One. Maybe, yeah, maybe, we're, we're maybe just plug. Yeah, just yeah. the plug at the uh, just the plug. Yeah. Um, but awesome, man. Well, it's been super fun to watch your journey. I'm so proud of where you've come and where you're going and. You're going to summit this year. It's going to be so exciting to to meet you out there, share a couple drinks, maybe do a bar session while we're out there. Yeah, well, now that everybody knows that I've got the goods on you, and um, you know, know all your 
uh, secrets from your early days. I feel like they're going to be buying me a lot more drinks, uh, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, you know, I can't wait to get the, the full uh, global summit experience. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. To your point earlier, I'll just add this to the shill comments. The only thing I think about when it comes to like what I do is just helping sysadmins and people with PowerShell and doing operations tasks. If I'm helping that audience, I'm doing my job right. And I think that it's been really cool to see the podcast be able to help people and to hear those success stories. That's what I love the most is being able to hear people didn't know about PowerShell. They got into it. And we've been doing the podcast for so long that they've had time to really grow. And now they're doing new things. I mean, Clayton Tiger comes to mind, Drew McClellan, where they start as people who are relatively novice, no public presence. And now they're blogging and sharing things and getting engaged and going to meetups and feeling the benefits of that. Um, Very cool to be part of that community and that sort of process. Yeah. So if that's the measure, is your... Um, your influence and your reach um, to people, you know, that are just getting started and people that are, have already been using PowerShell. Uh, I'd say that you, you 100% are a success. Um, like I am very fortunate to have known you for a long time, and you've been that, you know, friend and mentor for me. Uh, but just seeing, uh, you know, as you grow, seeing how you're, you expand your reach, um, and now you're reaching people across the globe is is absolutely incredible. And I'm, I'm constantly in awe of of all of that. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. I know probably back in the day we talked about whenever I was working at IGY, like one day I might end up at PDQ. I think, I mean, I know I told you pretty early on, but it's kind of a dream. And then there's just so much. It sometimes doesn't feel real, but such a blessing, man. Such a fun journey to be on really is a dream. I used to always say like, hey, how's how are you doing? I'd be like, I'm living the dream. It's not mine, but it's somebody's. <laughs> Which now, you know, I'm sort of, this is sort of my dream in a lot of ways and trying to figure out the new challenges and the new obstacles I want to challenge, I want to bring up and go through has been sort of a journey for me. But I think I've settled on what I mentioned earlier, just really trying to help out. Um, Because to me, something I mentioned on the podcast a lot, is like the security posture of our world. If we can empower a bunch of sysadmins to have more free time to secure things, to configure things properly, the security posture of the world goes up. And I see so much room for improvement there. Um, just want to make sure that we're helping people along the way to get to that point because we all benefit in so many ways when that happens. Maybe my email address and password won't be leaked like a million times in that world. Who knows? Probably still. Yeah, isn't that what they say, right? A rising tide raises all boats in the harbor, right? So we we learn from each other and everyone benefits and the the world is a better place. For sure. Awesome, Graham. Well, I want to tap back in to a few things. If PowerShell were a feature-length movie, not Disney, what would it be? Oh, man. Feature-length, of course. Yeah. No shorts. Boy, you really put me on the spot here. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know how many <laughs> blockbuster movies could live up to that. Right. Hype. If PowerShell were a food item. Uh oh. Um, maybe a multi-layered cake. Yummy. Is it cake? Yes, it is. Awesome. Next question is: If you could go back in time and give yourself, say, five years ago, pre on ramp. If you were to go back and give yourself one piece of advice that would have really helped you out, what would it be in your IT journey? Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know how insightful this is, but for me, I think the best advice I could have given my younger, dumber self is just to be patient. Um, realize that, you know, Andrew or any other, you know, big shot PowerShell user, they didn't get there overnight, right? They you know, it was a long journey and it was, it took time. So just be patient, give yourself space, you know, um, to, to grow and, and improve. Good advice. Now, can you recommend the two, can you give me two PowerShell modules you'd recommend to the audience at large? Um, well, um, as I said earlier, uh, you know, a lot of the modules that I use day to day, maybe not, may not be public, but 
as far as public modules go, God, there's so many good ones, um, which you've touched on before. So that's all right. Uh, Import Excel is one that comes to mind. Um, th there, uh, let's see, you said two. Hmm. Oh, Excel's PS, a great one. Yeah, or PS Framework is another one that that really great is. Uh, yeah, it's a great one. Very I, comprehensive. I, you, you know that already, but uh, but those are those are two I can name. Yeah, PS Framework's probably still running in your environment for sure. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, Graham, thank you so much. I'm gonna give a little plug now thank you everybody for listening to another fantastic episode of the powershell podcast we got to chat with graham and learn all about his journey and take away some insights and honestly for me i'm just like i'm geeked up on how awesome powershell in the community is and i can't wait for summit this year it's going to be great can't wait to see you there i'll see you next actually in two weeks at our gainesville powershell meetup if you want to join the inner circle check out discord.gg pdq in the powershell scripting channel i'll be there What's up? Thanks to everybody who's joined that. You got some feedback, questions, really whatever. PowerShell at pdq.com. I love getting emails. I love meeting new people in the community. Please send an email. If you're still listening to us, if you're listening to us an hour into this, dang, you're a friend. You're a friend of the pod. I appreciate you listening. Um, I know that long podcasts in this day and age can be challenging to listen to, right? Our attention spans are shorter and shorter. So if you make it this long, you're really in for the PowerShell journey. You're really bought in. So I appreciate that so much. I don't know if there's anything else I'm supposed to plug, but I'll say this, Graham. Thank you so much for joining us, man. I know we were both a little bit nervous for this one. Um, it's a rosy Wednesday afternoon now. I was a little bit late with a doctor's appointment, but you stuck around. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate getting to chat with you. Uh, thanks, Andrew. Yeah, it's always a pleasure to, uh, to talk with you. And I really appreciate the opportunity to, to be on the show. Any last uh, shout outs you want to give? Yeah. Would you mind terribly? It's, I know this is the Andrew show, but I, oh, there were dude. a couple of people I wanted to just community, shout out. Community, man. Shout them out. All right. So, uh, of course, Jeffrey Snover, the shell father. I mean, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention him. Don Jones, um, he had the PowerShell tool making series on YouTube. It's hugely influential for me. Oh, yeah. Of, of course, Month of Lunches is, and lots of other books as well. But um, James Petty. Uh, Missy Janusco, Kevin Marquette, and John Junell, everybody over at PowerShell.org um, and that contributes to DevOps Global Summit, making that possible. Um, you mentioned Josh King earlier, Stevie Coaster, James Ruskin, uh, Corey Knox, Paul Broadwith, um, everybody that does engagement over at Chocolatey, uh, Anthony Nocentino. Uh, how incredible is that? That uh, Pure storage. Um, I got to meet him last year at Summit. Um, of course, Jeff Hicks, um, Adil Ligari, Mike Pletcher, and Harit Dawali. Um, of course, you may be from the other PowerShell podcast. I'm sure you're. Yeah, making hardships. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, uh, Sean Wheeler, which we saw last night. Uh, Mike freaking Robbins. Yes. Uh, Mikey Lombardi, everybody at PowerShell Docs. Um, we talked about, um, uh, we didn't really get a chance to talk about, it, but the PowerShell dev team. Um, so, Stephen Booker, Sydney Smith. Um, and, uh, of course now I'm drawing a complete blank. Jason Helmick. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. The legend, the, the other guy from like the original power show videos, right? Um, he's, great. So, he's so awesome. So really glad and thankful for everybody over there. Um, uh, Adam Bacon, we mentioned, uh, Chris Dent in the PowerShell discord, um, drew master chef McClellan, uh, Scott Lamond, Clayton L T gray, uh, tiger. Uh, Kevin Saflulu, uh, David Richmond, um, SK, Kenny, what's my name? Neil, uh, Justin Imams, Nick Van Ogden, um, and uh, Pierre Roman, uh, of course, the Wired Canuck, uh, not not last or, or least anyway. Well, those are some plugs right there. So shout outs to all of you. I know I didn't get everybody. I mean, I'd basically just be going through your entire list of your previous guests, but um, there's just such an awesome community out there and I'm really grateful, uh, to the people that I met at summit and, you know, the people that I interact with, they're still inspiring me and helping me, uh, on my journey to this day. Awesome. Now, Graham, if people want to keep track of you, they want to reach out, they want to connect. Is there a way, or are we going private or what do we have out there in the public you know, world? I, I'm more of a lurker than, uh, than a contributor, uh, but I'm working on that. Um, uh, I do have a, a Twitter handle at the power string. If you want to tweet me, I'll start tweeting. Um, but 
yeah, I'm I'm trying to improve and contribute more, uh, but but so far, my biggest contribution is just being on this podcast. So, uh, hoping I'll this will just be a, a stepping stone. And hey, who knows? The powerstring.github.io does exist. We'll see. It does exist. It needs to be <laughs> updated, but there is at least a GitHub in existence. MK Docs, baby. Awesome. Well, thank you everybody for listening. Really appreciate it. Shout out to everybody that Graham shouted out. You get one from me as well. I'll catch y'all next week. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks for listening to the PowerShell Podcast. The PowerShell Podcast is a PDQ production, making device management simple, secure, and pretty damn quick.